This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome Bumps to blown up. Sip. Survive. And repeat. I like how I really pop that P on the sip. Survive. Oh my gosh. Okay. Don't worry. I'll move my phone down so it doesn't I know, I vibrate things. Okay. Okay. Here we are. I just made Kenny's ears bleed because I was singing to him. Um, it was amazing. You're welcome. It was okay. <laughs> He's like, I wouldn't qualify it as amazing, but. Okay. All right. It was like pretty much on point. Your voice isn't that bad. It's not my favorite, but <laughs> little, I mean, if you were an auto tune, it'd sound great. Yes. Oh my God. I, I feel like I could Britney Spears the shit out of some stuff. Mm. Uh, okay. So I really am curious about what Kenny thinks of this wine. So, um, as a reminder, Kenny, they are a sponsor of this show. So positive things first, but we will always be honest. So it's surprisingly good. I was surprised by the taste. It's like, uh. What is it? I can't. There's it's some like a sort strawberry of, milkshake. Yeah, a little bit. Like with strawberry chocolate milkshake almost. Okay, this is the wine that we have been teasing to you guys for many, many moons. It's so delicious. It's the Choco Vine. Choco Vine, um, which we got from our partners at uh, Magna Wine Boutique in mm-hmm. Bedford. And I don't know. We, <laughs> it ain't pretty. No, when the the bottle needs work for for the people that own this winery, work on that. Like great job on the wine; it's delicious. Oh, the wine is so good. But the bottling, Mm-mm. you know, the color of the wine's a little. What did you say it looked like? Like paint water, like when you're washing off a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. But it's I like mean, milky. a very pretty color. It's Just, milky. I'm not used to wine looking like that. Yeah. But it's when you have it chilled and with some cubes, it's delicious. It's very good. I also drink it without cubes, and it's also delicious. But I would like to say um, this is 14%, so it's mm. aggressive with the ABV. But And it does look weird because it's like, like a milky reddish purple. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it's red wine. I think it's a Cabernet mixed with um, Belgian chocolate. Ugh. I feel like you can make a milkshake with this. Just pour you this can. instead of milk. No, no, you, you can because Ooh. the sommelier at Magna told us that's exactly what she does. I'm yes. going <laughs> to definitely try that. So yeah. it's a blend of Dutch chocolate, mm. fine red wine, Dutch. and raspberry yes. uh, wine. So, or I think just raspberry. Uh, it is by far one of my favorite wines and shockingly just amazing. So don't judge a bottle by its looks, people. No. If you don't like sweet wines, which I don't, this is still very good because it's not a sweet wine. It's, no, it's, it's not. like it's Bailey's like, almost. Yeah, it's, it's almost like a Bailey's. Yeah. It's rich. I guess here's the thing. If you don't like milky alcoholic yeah. beverages, maybe this isn't your jam because it you. is. it is like a thicker consistency mm-hmm. so like my one friend Shelly she's not a huge fan of like Bailey's for example and she tried this um because me and Danelle may have bought a case of it that's how much me and Danelle are on board yeah. with the Choco Vine uh-huh <laughs> we sure did well I just at night I put my son to bed I pour myself a glass of this I watch Shit's Creek on the couch I just sip on it is this your first time watching Shit's Creek it is and oh, I'm what do you think so you good. love it oh my god I'm obsessed were you like why didn't i watch this sooner because that's how todd and i were yes and i would like to say 
Um, similar to when I do things like listen to Wine and Crime, mm-hmm. the podcast. Shout out. Shout out, girls. Um, I I pick up the accents. Unfortunately, it's not Moira's accent. Oh, that would have been great. I wish. That's the accent I want, and I can't <laughs> get it. I mostly... Alexis. Alexis and David. Damn it. Off Alexis. Oh, Alexa just hurt us. It's fine. And, and I still continue to call her Alexis. When we watch Shit's Creek, our Alexa will go off. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Ours did too. Oh. And then I just yelled at her. Like, Alexa, turn off. Stop it. <laughs> You're being so, awfully naughty. so mean to her. <laughs> <This> poor thing. <laughs> um, yes, but I am obsessed with Shit's Creek. I've, I'm watching it, I think, far too quickly. I think it's going to end before I even am really ready. The last season's not on Netflix yet. I'm still waiting for so it. So take your time. What's the last season? I came out. I think in season eight. Winter. Or yeah. Something. No, no, no. I need to know like the Whatever, number. However many seasons are on Netflix plus one. Well, yeah. I don't know that. Don't I'm know. on. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. Oh my god, I can't breathe. So take it slow because okay. I can't. They I can't. ended it early. There's a lot of binging. Do you know all the relations in Shit's Creek? I only learned this like a couple months ago. Oh, uh, I know. Obviously, Eugene. Levy, Levy and Daniel Levy. And then uh, I don't know her real name, but Twyla yeah. is the sister. Mm-hmm. The Twyla one I didn't know. That one. Yeah. And Eugene and Moira worked together years ago on, God, what movie was it? I don't remember. I like they've been in a few movies together. Well, she's been in a few, like Home Alone, Beetlejuice. Yes. Six seasons. Oh, it's only six. Are 80 you, total episodes. Are you kidding me right now? I'm no, on season kidding. five. Oh, Jenny, you got to slow down, I mean, girl. You're almost done with Netflix then. What is it on uh, normally pop something on YouTube pop TV? Pop sugar. Yeah. I I wonder if it's on Apple TV and I can just pay for the last season. I would. It's worth it. It's totally worth it. It's a great. I'm too lazy. I'm just waiting. <sighs> I can't. Well, Todd and I have been binge watching. Um, he's going to be so embarrassed that I tell this. Oh, I love it. Uh, Married at First Sight, season nine. Ooh. Is that the one with the fat Damn. guy? With the one oh, guy? Oh, no, that's, that's uh, 90, that's 90 Day, Fiance. Day Fiance. I just keep seeing the memes of that guy. Oh, no, I have not seen that one, but just really binge watch the shit out of Married at First Sight over like three days, four days. I started the first season. It's bad. I did too. It's... I just remember the guy with the mole on his face. Yeah, and they're still married. Yeah, that was like the one couple that made it, wasn't it? I know, and she like, she, hated she squirmed him. whenever she saw him. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well... Oh. Anyway, it was good. It was I think great I only TV. watched like the first half of the first episode and was like, this isn't for me. It it was And something. that's when Shit's Creek came into my life. Yes. So that's what we've been watching. Um now Danelle, you have a bit of a volleyball game tonight. So yeah, so <laughs> we are in this co ed volleyball league. It's horrendous to watch because I'm awful. The rest of the team's pretty good. Okay. Um Todd's really good. The other guys are good. The other two girls are really good. Um so last week I was, I get nervous cause I have a knee injury. So I have like two actually wear tape on my knee and then I wear two knee braces on top of it. Cause I'm a psychopath, okay. but essentially I don't go for the ball unless it comes directly to me. I'm not jumping for it. I'm not, I'm just there because they needed great. a girl. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we were playing last week and we all did a shot beforehand, which was great. Loosened everything up. And then Todd and I got some beers, some Modellas. And as we're walking out to play our game, the other team was ginormous. Mm-hmm. Like the one guy was probably six five, taller than Kenny. 
Oh. And then there was another guy that had muscles that were so big. I was, and the one guy on my team was like, he's like, we're going to die. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so we go out there to play and guys, they couldn't even hit the fucking ball. It was Yay. the best thing ever. We won all three games. I mean, I actually sat out for a good part of it because we rotate and the one girl just kept serving and serving and she was awesome. So I'm like, this is great. I just have to fucking stand here. But they were terrible. So again, don't judge a book by its cover because that's they the couldn't even this, hit the ball. That's the moral of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Do Title not. it. Don't, don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge keep... a bottle of wine by its label. <laughs> so we, cool. have a, I mean, we have our third game tonight. It's not at 10 p.m., is it? No, it's at 8 Right. Still too late. Still okay. too late. I'm going to take a nap again beforehand. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So. Um, amazing. Is there anything else that you guys needed to discuss? No. Amongst, okay, friends? No? Okay. No. Um, I'm, I'm really excited. We got another review. Um, not since, you know, you already saw it, Danelle, but Kenny, did you see it? Did we I have, see it on Sunday? We have Sunday? 97, yeah. Ooh, oh, well, so I was highly intoxicated on We're Sunday. only three away from 100. Um, I also, wait, have an email I keep meaning to read, and I keep not doing that. So hold on. Okay, so this is the email. I got it a, like a month ago, so I'm a terrible podcast host because I read it and was like, ah, I have to read that, and then I just forgot. So anyway, uh, this is from Courtney, and um, the subject line is my dad's survival story. And she starts it, hi, murderinos. Aw. She knows. That's cute. Creative. <laughs> I like that. Um, I have been searching for a new binge-worthy podcast during quarantine and was hard-pressed to find one I like as much as my favorite murder. But you guys absolutely nailed it. Your podcast is exactly what I've been looking for, so thanks for that. I've been listening for less than a week, and I'm on episode 30. Good job, girl. Ooh, I'm honestly not even sure how often you read emails, but I wanted to share my dad's survival story with you. I was young when this happened, so exact details are a little blurry. In either 2000 or 2001, my father's stepmother and grandfather got steered off the highway by a young kid driving a van. My dad, who was driving, lost control and slammed into a tree on the side of the highway. That day, after my father decided not to wear his seatbelt, and that stupid decision ended up saving his life. Hmm. Hmm. See, that's why seatbelt should be a choice. Anyway, there's my PSA. Listen. <laughs> when the car impacted... Oh, wait. That day, my father decided to not wear a seatbelt. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. When the car impacted, the steering wheel got pushed toward the driver's seat, and a small pocket was pushed out on the driver's side door that my dad literally fell into mm. avoiding his entire chest being crushed by the steering wheel oh my god there was only about two inches between the steering wheel and the driver's seat that's not enough for a human body no my dad broke his hip and had to get a decent amount of physical therapy and was in a wheelchair for a while he is completely healed now and actually doesn't even feel pain the doctors told him that in a few years he would have to get a hip replacement, mm. but it's been 19 to 20 years and he's more active than I am. I mean, I feel like my dad's more active than I am. too. So <laughs> no shame in that game. Um, my stepmom shattered her jaw oh, and had it wired shut, which was tough for her because she is an Italian who likes to talk. Oh. Well, at least she can still use her hands, right? Like talk with yes. her hands. <laughs> and my grandfather miraculously made it out with minor injuries. 
They still have pictures of the car and anyone who looks at them instantly thinks everyone in the car died because it doesn't even look like a car anymore. And to add to that, I was supposed to be in the car that day going to a party that they were going to. I was about five years old. Oh my God, you were five in 2000. (sighs) You're so young. Um, But there was a last minute change of plans and my mom took me that day. When paramedics came, they saw the car seat in the back and thought there was a kid in the car that got ejected. And my dad, stepmom, and grandfather couldn't respond to them. So they were looking for a child. Who knows if I would be here today if I ended up being in that car. We truly believe someone was watching over us that day. My dad's my best friend, and I don't know where I would be today if I lost him that day. Thank you so much for the awesome podcast, and keep it up. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. I cannot believe the steering wheel went two inches from the seat yeah that's terrifying yeah that's not what you want and I I can't believe that and I'm trying to visualize it in my head well I'm guessing the door the driver's side door must have crunched out and made that pocket and so her dad fell into it before the wheel came back and almost like that for sure I think is a situation where someone was looking out for them like there's no especially if he was an avid like seatbelt wearer or whatever and that day he just didn't and right or like sometimes, I don't know, sometimes I take my seatbelt off if I'm trying to like reach something or do something. Yes. Which you probably shouldn't be doing while you're driving. But, but does your car, my car will like consistently ding at me if I take mine off. Yeah, but so. not back in 2000. And I always say, oh yeah, you're right. Remember 2000? That was like pre That's like pre-cell phone. I mean, pre-like smartphone. Yeah, pre-everything. I mean, I did have a cell phone, but it had one of those really long antennas. Yeah, I did not have a cell phone yet. My parents Pre-paid, got it for me. eventually. My parents got one for me just for emergencies because I drove sometimes to and from college, which was like a four Far, and a half hour. Yeah. yeah. So they were like, this is for your car in case something happens. Do not use it otherwise. I you're was like, like, I only have 100 minutes to yeah, last me until I see my parents next. Exactly. So this is going down real smooth. It sure is. It sure is. Um, all right. So that's our email from Courtney. Courtney, thanks for sending and thanks for the lovely compliments because we, as I have mentioned in the past, are both murderinos and um, have actually been to some My Favorite Murder uh, shows. In fact, I was at the My Favorite Weekend in Santa Barbara. And you got to go on stage and tell your story. I went on stage. I'm in one of the episodes, the Santa Barbara live episode, where they had like a bunch of local yokels like myself come up and tell their, their murder story. So excellent. My hometown. Your hometown. Anywho. Um, oh, and by the way, the last person that left a review, the subject line was love it. And I just wanted to say thank you for that. <laughs> that really made my confidence boost. Oh, I love it. Okay. So who's going first? I don't care. Kenny, you want me to? Do you think no, it's getting a little boring? That uh, your story's all over the place. Who knows what happens if you drink more? Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. I feel like my stories well, just get really good. The reason why Kenny's drunk. saying that is because, I mean, like usual, I come partially prepared. And half of my story is handwritten on a notepad, and the other half is on a, an ex- or on a Word document. I almost said an Excel Word document. <laughs> <laughs> it's on an Excel spreadsheet. It has pivot tables. So, I mean, who knows where this is going to go. I love it. Okay, so this is the survival story. Story, oh boy. Uh-oh. Of Anna Trentley. And yes, her name is Anna, and that really is her name. Okay. Unlike the one, remember the one story? Yeah, like the third or fourth story time we told, and you were like, what what was her real name? I'm nervous for this one. Her, I don't, I don't even know. Fuck if I know. I don't remember what we did last week. I don't either. Okay. So Anna lived in New Jersey, and she was 41 at the time and worked at a local casino as a car dealer. Oh. 
And this is where she met her boyfriend, Elvino. That's a fun name. was 64 years old. How old is she? 41. Okay. So a little bit of an age difference. Yeah, but, but it's not like... I mean, whatever. To each their own, I guess. It's not aggressive. Yeah. Um, so, God, these robocalls are just on fire lately. People leave me alone. Yeah, they really want you to do some stuff. I do not want to upgrade my car warranty. <laughs> but you could. But I don't want to. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Um, Alvino immigrated from Italy uh, many years prior, got his citizenship, started a business, a successful business. He was an importer and export of espresso machines. I love espresso. Yes. And I scratched out coffee beans because at first I wrote down coffee beans instead of espresso machines anyway. Um, in 1997, he had a heart attack Uh and lost his business and in 2011 started working at the same casino as casino as Anna. So that's how they met. Okay. And they started dating and it was a pretty, it sounds like it was a pretty tumultuous relationship Mm. and, um, they had a huge fight one night and Anna called off the relationship and it also turns out that she was three, three months pregnant at the time too. Ooh, okay. So... She said, get out of my life. I'm over it. I'm done with you. He wasn't happy about it. So she went to work that day. Did he day. know about the baby at that point? I believe he did. Okay. I mean, they didn't say that. Oh, and this is from the good old Reader's Digest. Already. <laughs> and also a couple like local newspapers right. too. Um, this first half, it's my story again is like a mullet. Like this first half is not from the Reader's Digest. The second half is straight from the Reader's Digest. We'll be able to tell the difference because of the flowery language. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> So they got into a big fight one night. Anna went to work her shift like she normally did. She got off work and she was walking to the employee parking lot to her car and she was approached by Elvino. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want to talk, baby, I want to talk. I want to work things out. Don't baby me. And she was like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm done. I'm over it. We, we, you know, we fight too much. It's not going to happen. Those were her exact words. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, she got in her car and drove away while he continued to follow her. Uh-oh. Listen, if you're in a fight, don't follow the other person in a vehicle. Just go home. Wait, he was following her in her vehicle? Yeah, so she got in her vehicle, drove away. Oh, he I got thought his you meant vehicle. she was still walking to her car and he was no, following so her. No, so she was just like, leave me alone, whatever, gets in her car, drives away. He gets in his car and follows her. No. So, Mo, kitty. There's a cat who always he's comes like, out when I'm here. He's like, why are you guys being so loud? It's my nap time. He's like, wait, I heard you're allergic. Let me come near you. <laughs> he's like, let me rub up Look, against he's you. Like, here, let me get on your sweatshirt real quick. <laughs> Look at him. He's like totally going to. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. He knows. Go ahead. Um, so she merges onto the local highway to get home. I mm-hmm. forget what highway it is, but who cares? And he's clearly behind her, and he starts to accelerate. No. And he pulls up. So I don't know if this is like a four-lane highway or what, but he pulls up to the right side of her car, to the passenger side of her mm-hmm. car, and pulls out a gun. No. Oh, my God. This is one of my biggest fears. Really? Have you ever like? Have you ever had someone pull up next to you that you think is like super sketchy? All, yes. And then you're like, they might, if they had a gun right now, they could just shoot me right now in the face. Yeah. All I, the time. I have a weird fear about that. And I'm like, why would anyone do that, Jenny? Well, they he, wouldn't. They want it. I also have this weird, this is not a fear, but like if someone's driving a really nice car, I don't want to look at them because I don't want to, I don't want them to get a big head about their nice car. Oh my God. You're hilarious. Do you guys ever do that? No. I'm like, if Todd, I see a nice car, I'll be like, don't look at him. 
that they already think they're cool don't whoa I know here's that bitchy I don't know a lot about cars so I mostly just stare at people whose cars I like which doesn't necessarily mean they're nice cars <laughs> like I like all sorts of cars like my favorite right now is the Chevy Blazer uh-huh I think it's real pretty so but every time redesign- I see that yeah 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 I am also always looking for dogs in the car mm, I do that but mostly I, I like to look for dogs like when on the I'm side of the road not yeah. well, not like dead, but like oh god, like no. running. Yeah, like, like I could rescue them. I've always I've rescued a dog once, and it felt so good. <sighs> I want to do that, but I want them to be okay. Whatever. They, okay. This one was okay. I found it because you rescued them. Yeah, it's like somebody tied it up outside a bar that they were in <gasps> drinking, uh-uh. and it had been trying to chew through its own <gasps> leash, and it was a hot night, and no. so uh, we, me and my friend, called the um, animal people, and we're good. like, uh, "This dog needs water, and maybe to be rescued." Stat. I was in like a sketch part of town once and I saw a dog running through a graveyard. This was in like the Tremont. Like actually I think I was on my way to your house. <gasps> and honey. then you tried to catch it and it wasn't and I real. I pulled over. No, I pu- <laughs> I walked right into that one. <laughs> I pulled over and I like got out of my car and I was like trying to get it to come to me, but it just ran. And then I was like, eh. You got to keep dog treats in your car. I should. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back so to the story. So he pulls up to her passenger side. Pulls out a gun. Lifts his hand up. Shoots her window. Mm-mm. Does not shoot her though. Okay. Um. So, da, 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 da. okay. Oh, I jump ahead here, but I know what happened, so it's fine. So she's freaked out, obviously. Slams obviously. on her brakes, pulls to the side of the road. Um. He also does the same thing, and he gets out of his car and starts like drags her out of her car. Um. He tries to shoot her again, but the the gun jams. Good. Good. And then he starts pistol whipping her with the gun. <sighs> in the head and then at some point she's like trying to block him so he's hitting her hands it's just a bad scene mm-hmm. so do you think people are driving by at this point i think so i'm picturing that it's late at night but still it's, yeah i mean i don't know if i would stop but i would definitely call 911 i would too Ugh. but maybe the, maybe they're like behind her car so people can't see i don't know True. because the cops were not called at this point oh god okay so i'm guessing uh-huh. that Either people weren't driving by or they were, like, kind of hidden. Okay. Um, okay. So he's pistol whipping or whatever. So now enters a gentleman named Michael Schultzitz. I'm not saying his last name right, and I'm sorry to him, but we're just going to call Michael. Mikey. Mikey. Great. Ready. He is a big rig truck driver. Yeah, he is. And he's 44, and he's cruising along this highway. Are you going to tell me that him and her get together at some point? No, but I wish they would have. Okay, continue. As I was reading the story. I was like, it's a love connection. As I was reading the story, I was hoping that's where it was going, but it doesn't. Damn Spoiler it. alert. Okay. So he's 44, and he's cruising along the highway, doing his thing. And he did say before he saw her on the side of the road, traffic had slowed down a little bit so there must have been an accident like down way a little bit so when he was driving past her car and she was flagging him down so she was just like flinging her her arms up in the air whatever and at typical speeds he probably wouldn't have been able to see so much detail like he noticed the blood on her face and he Mm -hmm. knew she was in distress Um, but because he was going at a slower speed he was able to notice all these details and um he also noticed a, a man chasing her. So she was like running down the side of the road, screaming, tra- like waving him down. And there was a man with his hand held out with a gun chasing her down. So he could see all these details. And he said the thought crossed his mind to just keep driving because he was scared. Mm-hmm. But instead, he, now I'm flipping to my next. Yes. Now, now we're going to Reader's Digest. Great. Act two. <laughs> Action. And scene. And scene. So instead, he decided to pull over. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to do the right thing. 
And before he can do anything, the um, Anna ran to the passenger side of his truck. And she was pounding on the door, screaming, help me, help me, he wants to kill me. But there was a large cooler on his passenger side uh, seat, like taking up the entire seat, so she couldn't get in that way. So she runs to the back of the truck where Elvino is waiting for her. Oh. So Michael jumps out of his car. He said he said a little prior before he jumped out. And he said a whole an entire sense of like calmness came over him. Mm. And he was just like, I'm gonna save this woman. Like I'm here for a reason, whatever. So Anna ran behind the truck. He knows Elvino's back there. And so he ran behind the truck. He grabs Anna by the arm and essentially drags her. Um, this is Michael, the truck driver, drags her to the driver's side of the truck and shoves her in his car. And um, he did his best job to keep distance between um, Elvino and just said, dude, just back up, like, go away. Like, why are you doing this? Like, try to talk him down, whatever. Shoved her in the car, jumped in and um, basically locked the door and just booked it out of there. So he got her out of harm's way. And then, um, let's see. Da, 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 da. I think it's better whenever I write it out versus yes. reading it, don't you think? Yes. Okay, it's just more work. Okay. So the minute <laughs> the minute he takes off, he calls 911. Okay, good. But he also sends a radio signal out to other truck drivers because mm-hmm. as he's driving away, here comes Elvino in his fucking car following him. And he starts to pull up beside the semi-truck. Hmm. And so Alvino gets on his CB radio and he's like, breaker, breaker, one nine. Yes. There is, I'm swerving all over the road. If you see me, this is why I'm trying to escape. This guy's a gun, whatever. And Alvino's like trying to shoot at them. And it's, it's just a whole thing. So, well, um, let's see. So after he radios out, there, there was another truck driver who, who heard the call and he radioed back to Michael and said, keep going. I'm just ahead of you and I'm going to help you out. So once they pass this certain exit, this other truck driver comes up behind him and like pushes Elvino off the road and basically like stops the chase. And they just kept driving until the police caught up to them and took them to safety. Mm-hmm. So it was essentially two truck drivers that saved her life and working yes. together. Um, That's why you need a CB radio in your car. Get a CB radio. Mm-hmm. Get a gun. I'm just no. kidding. Ah! Just kidding. Sorry, that was loud. Um, <laughs> so finally, state troopers arrived. Yes. I'm not really sure if they stopped or they kept driving. I just, in my mind, I envisioned them keep, they just kept driving, but who knows. <laughs> um, an ambulance took Anna to the hospital. She had five staples in her head, and she was very beat up from the pistol whipping. Yes. Uh, she was not shot, thank God, even though he ended up, I think, shooting, trying to shoot her three times. Oh, God. Uh, and she also miscarried from all the trauma and the stress and everything that was going on. Yeah. And um, she said afterwards there was a, an interview like years later that her skull was very tender and sore for about a year after the incident. And she also had memory and concentration uh, issues afterwards. Also her knuckle, she broke I think a few of her knuckles in her hand, which sounds really painful, but she's a uh, she's a dealer at the casino. So it made it so she couldn't go back to work for a while. And yeah, she was a mess. So Elvina was uh, captured. Good. He was charged with murder, attempted murder of an unborn child, having a gun illegally, which he did, and an altered manufacturer's number. I don't know what that means. And carrying a gun without a permit. 
So he was sentenced nine to 18 years in prison. Yes. Or he still serves his time. Good. So that is the story of Anna Trentley and the two truck drivers. Wow. I like those two truck drivers. I know. And they work together and it's a great story. Wow. There you go. I love it. I have like little <laughs> goosebumps from it. Ah. I just love that. I love when people are good Samaritans. I know. Like that you just don't let your fear take over and you and just I really make things happen. And I get that he was afraid. Like I would be afraid. I mean, listen, I don't, I would like to think I would stop, but if you're a woman, it's a little different because are you going to overpower this person? But right. he did the right thing. And he said in a, in the reader, at the end of the Reader's Digest uh, article, he did say that he wasn't afraid because he knew like it, this was something he was supposed to do. Like he was in the right place at the right time for a reason. So, wow. Cool. Oh my God. <gasps> do you want a little more skosh or are you okay? Like, yeah, maybe just, just like a little like, splash. Like a splash. Penny? A little, a little splash? Bit, okay. Yeah. We're just having a little splash more of this delicious it's chocolate It's so strong, wine. so. Yeah, we don't want to get wasted. Okay. I have... I have breakfast for dinner tonight, so. Oh, like what? Like pancakes, eggs, bacon, sausage. I don't know about potatoes, but like I'm kind of hoping. Hoping for some potatoes. My pits are sweaty. Oh my God, yes. I got nervous. Um, I'm not nervous. I just get overheated for no reason. I think because of the popper, but anyway. It's good. It's fine. It still smells good. Okay, great. All right, get ready, because I told you already, I did a little tease that I really like this gal's name. Uh-huh. This is the survival story of 83-year-old Tilly Tudor. <gasps> Tilly Tudor? <laughs> Tilly Tudor. That's an unfortunate last name, but it goes great with her first name. It does, and the fact that she's 83, and like she just has this like bright red dyed hair. Oh, she's just like a Tilly. real feisty little... She doesn't give a fuck. No, she doesn't give a fuck. This is from the Miami Herald archives, and this is multiple articles, so I'm going to try and condense them mm-hmm. into one scene. Good for you for not copying and pasting. I for sure copied and pasted, but in my oh. mind, I'm going to relay it as a mushed up thing. Yes. Okay. This popper really is making me sweat. <sighs> do you want to open the sliding yes. door? Okay. Can we do that? Yeah. Okay. Keep going. I'm okay. listening. All right. So the story begins with Tilly Tudor. Uh, going to pick up her granddaughter from the Fort Lauderdale airport. Um, It was August of 2000. Um, Let's see. Hold on. I got got to scroll. Oh, my God. Come on. Okay. Granddaughter airport 2000. Correct. Um, I'm trying to get through like this beginning part that talks about what happened before it happened. It's just like, this is not important at all, but do you know like where they are? Like what airport? I just like to envision like, is it the Atlanta airport? No, it's the Fort Lauderdale airport. Okay. Okay. So Tudor (laughs) had just pulled out of her Century Village retirement community. She sure shit did. Uh, it was just before 3 a.m. on Saturday. Her granddaughter, um, uh, I don't know her first name, but Sims is the last name, uh, and, and Sims' boyfriend had had a delayed flight coming into the Fort Lauderdale airport. So um, Tudor, sorry, Tudor was supposed to pick her up earlier, but 3 a.m. is the time that uh, they ended up getting in. Um, Sim, Sims had told her grandmother, you know, you, we can take a cab. You do not have to pick us up. And Tudor said, oh no, I'm already up. That's such like a grandparent thing to do. Like, no, absolutely not. I'm going to come get you. 
Yes. Oh, and funny, they were coming from New Jersey, which is where your story took place. Mm. Oh, my God. Coincidence? Coincidence? I I, think so. I think not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so here's the problem, though. Tudor never arrived. Mm. Tilly Tudor never arrived. Oh, no. Uh, So they waited and waited, and they, they... finally decided that they needed to call the police. So they called the police and they reported her missing. Mm-hmm. So this was Saturday at 3 a.m. Um, so over the weekend, sheriffs, divers searched area canals and waterways. They had helicopters that were uh-huh. hunting by air. There were troopers that were combing portions of Interstate 75. Um, and a detective even drove to Vero Beach because they heard that someone had seen Tilly Tudor. Oh, but, so there were sightings. Yeah, which, again, is just goes to show you can't always trust pe- what people Eyewitnesses, see. Eyewitnesses, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so, uh-oh. Hello. Sorry, got a reminder. Okay, so shortly after 9 a.m. on Tuesday. Okay, that's a long, it's been a while. It's three days that an 83-year-old Aww. has been missing. I'm sure she has, like, medications and stuff. God, I don't know. Okay, so 15-year-old Justin Vanelli was picking up litter with his father because his father's company had a county highway cleanup contract. A litter? Oh, like litter. I Litter, as in garbage. I cannot <laughs> tell you what I, what I was Did you thinking. think it was a litter of kittens? I thought it was kitty litter. <laughs> <laughs> if any kitty litter companies want to sponsor our show... <laughs> Contact us. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting uh, correlation in my mind. Okay, uh, go ahead. Garbage <laughs> on the side of the road because his dad had a contract with the city. Okay. <laughs> or with the highway. He was walking along the edge eastbound on I-595, and he happened to glance down by the trees. And he said he saw a bunch of trees pushed over. And then he said, I saw the car. I was looking at it for a oh. while, and then I saw her feet. She was dangling her feet out of the car and wiggling them to get his attention. <laughs> Tilly! Tilly the Twiddler. Oh, my God. So, Vanelli shouted to his father, and they called 911, and just minutes later, rescue workers arrived. Uh-huh. Uh, they had to rappel roughly 50 feet down. Oh, wow. Into, like, swamp. Oh. Because that's where her car was. Um, so, they approached her car, and they heard Tudor call, can you guys get me out of here? She's like, hey, guys, I'm down here. I'm picturing, like, like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, the two socks, like, sticking out. I don't right, know. basically. Little Tilly. Um, so there was a team of more than 25 rescue workers, and they had to saw down. They brought, like, a, um, I said a machete. That's not. Oh, no. my God. No. Jenny, they cut her feet off. <laughs> and they cut her feet off and got her out. No. Uh, they brought um, a chainsaw, and they had to cut down, like, a bunch of trees around the car to, like, free area and space to get wow she must have really just jammed it in there and then well wait to hear what happened now um they then they got the jaws of life down there and they had to like peel back like i always think of it like a sardine can Mm. peel back the roof yes and get her out oh wow they had to they had to get her on um one of those back braces what is that called um a board yeah i know you know what i'm talking about they had to strap her on that and then put her in a basket and then 
No, it was like a it was like a board, like the oh, like the concussion ones. Yeah, okay. like the wooden board, so that they don't like move a wooden... your back and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, then they load her into a basket and she gets hauled back up onto the freeway by a crane. I'm like, that's that doesn't make you feel like a woman. I don't know. That's just me. Um, her survival defied the odds. And a lot of people really thought she was um, probably dead because she was 83. She was missing for three days. No one had seen or heard from her. Nobody could find her. It's like she just disappeared disappeared into thin air. Um, So the division chief, Stephen McNerney, McNerney, I I can't say his name. Uh, he said, this is probably the most difficult rescue we've had to do as a department. So it was like serious. I mean, yeah, they had to use a freaking crane to get her out. Right. Um, and the thick canopy that of like trees that were around it, um, they hid the car. So like when people were looking for her, like the helicopters and things, they couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why she was down there for three fucking days. Oh, God. And I'm also thinking it's probably super hot. Yes. You okay, know. so here's the deal. Um... Tudor told her granddaughter the car flipped three times after it went over the bridge. So, um, that's one of my worst fears. Okay. So what really happened is it wasn't Tilly's fault. It wasn't Ms. Tudor's fault. Of course. Someone ran her (gasps) off the road. Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Okay. It was a young man who had fallen asleep at the wheel. No, you didn't. That's what he said. Get off your phone. I know it's 2000. I know they're prepaid minutes, but stop using it. Everybody focus when you're driving. <laughs> 10 and 4 or 10 and 2, whatever it's called. Or 3 and 6. I don't know. Whatever whatever feels comfortable. Get in there. Um, so anyway, so he runs her off the road. She Her car jumped onto the cement barrier of the bridge. She slid 35 feet down the cement barrier. Oh, my gosh. The car then skidded off the bridge flipped three times and it came to rest and she was hanging from her seatbelt. Yeah. Upside down. Oh wow. Yeah. Her car is upside down in a tree near a swamp and she's so anyway, 83 year old Tilly Tudor, uh, went ahead and unfastened that seatbelt. And, um, she said, unfortunately, right before the accident, she had reached for her phone um, and so when she was hit, the phone flew out of the car. So oh, she no, no longer has her phone in the car. So yes, it was 2000. She did have a phone, but she did not have access to oh, it anymore. Oh my gosh. But that's a good lesson to <coughs> take away from this. <clears throat> yes. Like maybe leave your phone in your purse. Well, well put it maybe in a, not. Put or it in a secure location. Put it in like the little glove thing. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Um, so the swampy muck that she landed right above is swarming with bugs, oh. snakes, and alligators it's muggy and airless and they said the heat in the like middle of the day can reach up to 100 degrees and she was sitting there for three days wow and she said it was bugs just incessantly biting her oh my god this woman's tough she's a tough motherfucker tilly tutor um so she was very upset because um she was screaming and no one could hear her because she was right near the highway and the highway was loud and like basically it was three in the morning. Not a lot of people saw it. I was going to say it sounds like it was really early in the morning so it's not like people saw her flip There off. were actually a couple people who did see it happen though and called 911. Oh. And there were two 
like reports made by two different cars. Mm -hmm. The first one just said someone hit the cement barrier. And they're like, okay. And they're like, okay, we'll send someone out. The other one said someone hit another car. The other car went over the bridge. And they didn't look? No. So like the people that came were the ones who just thought someone hit the cement barrier. Mm. So they didn't look. You better follow up on your leads, people. Right. Well, there is a civil lawsuit mm. that is being filed because of that negligence, because of the two phone calls, and but them like only falling said, up on one. Well, A, that, and B, if it was that hard to see, too, even I mean, if they would have followed up, would they have... I mean, you would see, like, the scratch the scratch marks, really. The, the skid, skid marks mar- and stuff. The skid marks. From, from Tudor. From Ms. Tudor. From the skid marks from Tudor. Oh. Okay. Um, okay, so she's upside down in the car. Yeah. So, but she unbuckles herself. She falls out. Um, she survives um, by doing a few things that I thought were really uh, ingenious for an 83-year-old. Can I guess one? Yeah. She had a lot of hard candy, and that's how she survives. <gasps> one no of way! The, one of the items is she did have Cinnamon a Cinnamon candy? She had a piece of hard candy. They didn't say it. what kind. Such an old person. It thing. is such a great She had a piece thing. of hard candy. She had a peppermint. Of course she did. So that's two pieces of hard candy, technically. Kenny, that was a good one. And a piece of gum. So she said she would like just lick the hard candy or the peppermint or like take a little chew off the gum. She also had a steering wheel cover because it's like Florida and it gets hot. And she's a grandma. And so one day it was raining. So she put out the steering wheel cover and collected water. And then she took, she had um, a golf club cover. What's that called? Oh yeah. You know, like one of those knit, a knit golf cover I yeah that's what it's called a knit golf head cover and she soaked up the water from the steering wheel and and wrung it in her mouth tilly tilly you're like a little survivor yeah you are and then um the other thing that she did that i was like what tilly she took a button off of her um shirt and put it in her mouth to induce herself creating more saliva by having something in her mouth to suck on these are the most old lady items she's using i know and it makes perfect minus the golf head cover but i love everything about it though like the button (laughs) the button off real quick the steering wheel cover the peppermint candy i just love it (laughs) instead of a golf head cover it should have been like a ball of yarn yeah yeah crocheting net like a little kit or whatever right i'm hoping that the other hard candy was maybe like a werther's original Mm, yeah you think? To be. Or those little strawberry, the fake strawberries. That have a little about? like gel in the middle. Yep. That's mm. my favorite. Mm. Okay. I choked on one of those when I was a kid <gasps> and my grandma and my mom flipped me upside down and hit me on my back and it came out. I choked on one of those Starburst peppermints that you get at restaurants, mm-hmm. the red and white ones, uh, because I was running around and my mom said, stop running around, you're going to choke on that. And then I immediately choked on it. <laughs> then I got the Heimlich maneuver and also hit on the back very hard multiple times until it came out along with a lot of vomit. At least you got the Heimlich. They literally flipped me upside down and shook me by my ankles. <laughs> I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. I don't think do. that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Good God. Okay. I'm just glad Tilly didn't choke on. Again, she was yeah. literally licking it because she wanted to make it last. So parched too. Like your tongue would be so like crusty and like. Well, that's why she was using the button. Yeah. Again, mm. Tilly. It's like God she. Damn. Ugh. Grandmas are so... made for this PSR rating. Ugh. Um. Okay. So, her last words before she got pulled out of the wreckage were, "Can you bring my pocketbook?" <laughs> Another <laughs> grandma thing to say. A very grandma thing to say. Uh, so shortly after noon, so they found her at like 9 a.m. ish on a Tuesday. Shortly after noon, she was transferred from intensive care, um, to like 
I guess, regular care, whatever. <laughs> uh, and the trooper came to the hospital and brought her white pocketbook, even though it was very stained. Um, okay. So. And she gave them each a quarter. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, she, she, my favorite thing is, though, when she describes her uh, her rescuer, the 15-year-old who found her, uh, she said, this is how she described him. She saw the kid's tanned, handsome face peering at her in the din of the morning traffic. He couldn't hear me. She stuck a leg through a broken window. Then she heard him shouting to her. He was my prayer, my hero. Aww. She said, gripping the youth's arm. So he came to see her. She, I'm just like imagining this little grandma just like adorable. And really nothing was wrong with her other than lots of bug bites. Aww. Uh, some bruises cuts that was like she didn't break anything no she's lucky she flipped three motherfucking times and they did say a bridge and they did say the reason contrary to our listeners email that the reason she survived and was so well preserved in the car was because of the seatbelt damn it okay i retract (laughs) i retract danelle retract your statement although for our listener courtney i think it was I'm glad your dad wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Absolutely. I think things happen for a reason. I do too. Okay. Just quit beeping at me. Seatbelt. (laughs) I just wanted to get to the part because there was a part at the end where she basically says, this is like the longest ever. It's 20 pages. Holy shit. Um, Uh, Basically, the guy who ran her off the road stopped about a mile after he hit her because he didn't really realize what had happened because he said he was asleep. So he hit something, but he didn't know what. Mm Mm-hmm. And he called his dad after he stopped like a mile down the road. And his dad then called. They're one of the ones who called 911. Oh. So he probably was, not that I'm making an excuse for him, but he probably thought he hit a deer or he didn't know or, what he Or he hit. thought he just hit the cement the barrier. Guardrail, yeah. If he didn't see what actually happened after. So anyway, um, he actually ended up getting um, five years of probation. And he apologized in court profusely to oh. Tilly. Um, saying that that is never what he meant to do. And he, you know, he's so happy that she is safe and well and um, all that stuff. Tilly, uh, so he got five years probation. They said, you know, obviously based on your behavior and how you do during probation, it could get reduced from Mm -hmm. there. The media wanted him to make a statement and he just said, I can't. I already made my statement in court and I feel so terrible. Like I don't. Yeah, he's ready to move on from it. Yeah. He's a parent. His dad did tell the media or his mom. I can't remember. Uh, that he's a very shy young man. And it probably, and I don't know this, but maybe it was an honest mistake where he was I think it honestly was and fell asleep. Doesn't mean he was on his phone or doing drugs mm-hmm. or drinking. No, no. So I really think it was an honest mistake. And um, like they've, I mean, they found him right away. And then he did get charged with some, like, I don't know, negligence or something like that. Because at that point they didn't know they hit And he called the person. police. Yeah. Like they still, yeah. <laughs> so he did the right thing. He just, you know. His state didn't allow him to know what he exactly did. Yeah. Anyway, um, there is, like I said, a civil suit going on. Um, that being said, Tilly Tudor lived another, I think, 15 years. Oh, wow. She died when she was 93? 98 if it's 15 years. 98. Con- yes, congratulations on math. Um, <laughs> she died when she was 98 years old. And um, she was fine after the accident, although she did have to use a walker because she did have some, like, remnant leg pain yeah. just from, like, how she was positioned in the car for such a long time. And, of course, being 83, that just, shit just happened. So, anyway, um, she did live a very full life till 98 um, and passed away after that. And that's when they released all these articles 
from the archive to talk about her life. She also was on the Rosie O'Donnell show. I don't know if you remember that show from back in the... I used to love the Rosie O'Donnell show. Me too, from the late 90s, early 2000s. And she was on there and she she talked about her her will to live, her hard candy and her button and her her steering wheel cover. And um, she also really applauded the efforts of the rescue team and also her 15-year-old hero. Amazing. What a great story. (laughs) Tilly Tudor. Tilly Tudor, such an amazing woman. And listen, if you guys have stories you want us to cover, it's it does get difficult every week to try to find something. I feel like I go to the same freaking sources. So yeah. Um feel free. We're we're open to it. Yeah. Sip survive repeat at gmail.com or you can also direct message us, DM us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Um so yeah. That's my story. Good job. Hey, thanks. Kenny? 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 Okay. I mean, a mini survival weird news almost. Ooh. Uh, a man was rescued from Lake George by who on a what? Oh. The who is an occupation. Oh, okay. Say that again. The man was rescued. A man rescued from Lake George by who on a what? Wait. professional surfer on a surfboard okay oh that's a good one is this recent or is this uh yeah happened like three days ago i don't know what a surfer would be doing in a lake but kenny by a skier on on a a ski on skis (laughs) on a wakeboard uh he was rescued by priest on a floating tiki bar no are priests allowed to be on tiki bars yeah priests can drink Oh, they can. I mean, yeah, they're. They gotta have some fun. Drink all the time. All of the time? I mean, a lot of the time. If you're a priest, I'd like you to write in and tell me how often you drink. I feel like every. My uncle's a priest. He just has like a huge collection of scotch. Yeah, I feel like they're like a bourbon or a scotch. I could picture yesterday, like a priest. I would think they drink wine because the whole Jesus turning the, water to wine thing. <laughs> me and Kim or had to visit our priest yesterday. He had just a bottle of scotch in his office. See? Was he know. drinking it? He wasn't, but he might have afterwards. Was nice. was the tiki bar on a pontoon boat? Because it's like my dream to have a pontoon boat with a tiki I, bar. They didn't say what it was, but and I almost guessed pontoon boat, but that's too. I mean, mm. mm-hmm. so, skis, <laughs> so skis made much more sense to me. So did a surfboard. Obviously, he, uh, he was kayaking on the lake, and he kind of drifted away from his family, and he flipped his kayak. He's not the greatest swimmer. He kept trying to flip his kayak back, couldn't. He thought he was going to die. He said a prayer, and then. Uh, tiki boat full of priests came full of priests it wasn't just a it was, priest uh, it was a priest outing there was oh like, shut up that's even better that's even better that a makes it priests. even better now i have a very nice visual in my head I do going too. on i'm very excited I about do this too. that was a good one do you th- did they have the thing on the outfit probably not the thing on you know that thing you know the thing the outfit with the, like the hawaiian the necklace collar. yeah yeah and they, they were wearing lays and they made a funny joke like hey you want to get laid <laughs> and then they pulled him up on the tiki boat <laughs> he's like i don't care just save me <laughs> well this has been another episode of sip survive repeat and you guys can tune in on tuesdays for more of this show and thanks for listening bye bye, bye.